Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're so excited, what? Showing you work. I'm, I'm oh, excited to be here. I just excited and then I get, no, because it makes me hot and excited and I can't. That's great. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talkar. Welcome to Talkar. How are you, Rob? I'm so excited. Me too. Why? We are in Kent with one of my most favourite artists ever, and we've come to her studio, which I've been wanting to do for a long, long time. And we're sat down in front of an artist that trained in the 1950s and then re-emerged and rediscovered uh, painting and re-engaged with painting in the 1980s to then kick off a fantastic, remarkable career. Um, she's also incredibly charming and just give me thumbs Good. up. <laughs> and, and incredibly stylish. Incredibly stylish yeah. and just, I just absolutely love this work so much. I collect this work and I've been seeing this work for years. And currently we are sat down with this amazing artist yeah. in the actual studio where yeah. there is newspaper all over the floor yeah. incredible Here brand new paintings <laughs> that are going to be in the show in new york later this year yes. we've just had a preview of them and apparently only one or two people have actually seen them before and they yes. are remarkable yeah they're incredible actually um so we are very happy to welcome to, welcome to talk art rose, rose wiley, wiley. Hello, rose. <laughs> thank you so much for um talking with us i say hello Hello. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just I, a chit-chat. I like to come. I think, you know, you said there's people all over the floor. Yeah. It's so good because, well, one, it makes this noise when you're walking about. And there's that film man, is it Tom? <clears throat> What's his name? Gus Van Sant. Do you know Gus Van Sant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has a noise running often throughout a film, like feet dragging or skateboards or there's a, Continuum. There's a noise which sort of knits the whole film together mm. and identifies it. And I think here you have that same noise of paper moving, um, and it's very comfortable to walk to <clears throat> mm. to walk like, on, like a pulse going through the day. It this. does. It gives. And I think some artists say that they get ex- their backs start to ache after painting in the studio because the floors they're often hard in studios. This is it's kind of carpeting. It's nice. It's true, actually. It's very comforting. It is. Yeah. It's nice, and it's thick, and it's yeah. different thicknesses. And it's like bedding. It is like it bedding. Is. It's a bit yeah. like being in a nest. It is. It's hamster cage. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, and at the same time, it's not. It's kind of industrial too. It's not domestic because you don't find it in people's rooms too. You don't find it in the drawing room or dining room or something. It separates it from. Yeah. That. It, yeah. When you, you take um, elements in your work, you're inspired by multiple things. And I guess having these papers around, you could suddenly look down one day and be inspired by what you're seeing that you're walking on. Completely right. I was, um, there was one point when I wanted an ear. Um, and it was, I'd done a big profile of my daughter <laughs> and I wanted to check on the ear because the drawing didn't have an ear. And you're supposed to put ears in. Well, that's what Mr. Anger says. He says always when painting, <clears throat> never when painting a head, omit the ear. Right. So I thought, oh, well, okay, I'll put the ear. Anyway, I looked around. I thought there'll be an ear somewhere. The only sideways ear I could find was Mrs. Thatcher. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> and I thought my daughter won't thank me for having <laughs> no, <it's laughs> please. Yes. So I didn't, I didn't use it. So you didn't have the ear in that one. Yeah, I made it up. So you, oh, you made it up. Okay. I like ears. I'm always drawn to ears. Yeah. Ears are my thing. Well, that's one of your nicknames. People call you ears. They do. Oh no, I guess I'd forgotten that. But that is true. But that was yes. That that was the it was Mrs. Thatcher. Then I didn't use her ear. Good. That's good news. So we're in your studio and we have around us five paintings and there's another in the next room which are works that you've been working on for your New York uh, super show that's coming out in November at David's Werner who you signed with a year and a half ago now, wasn't it? Oh, it's been pushed forward. There's a slot. Right. Which is useful for something afterwards but it shortens the time so it's going to be... Uh, open and depending on whether I'm ready for the, you know, like in, in a sense, um, I've got enough paintings now to use. So it's a question of whether you want to do <coughs> some more. I've got, I've got one I want to do, Serena Williams. Oh, really? And one I want to do of um, a couple of footballers. Mm. And Serena Williams. It's a slice across her body, and she's wearing her tutu. tutu. So it's very close to her shape, and it's just a slice, and it'll be an outline. It'll be very dense colour. It'll be very different in colour from the paintings that are here in the studio now, mm-hmm. which are in effect. I think I saw a drawing last year, did a Serena, where she's having the tantrum. Was it? You her may have tutu? seen it. I have done one somewhere, but this, this is. Not the whole of her body. It's a bit. It's right. a seg- It's a detail. It's um, cropped. Right, right, right. It just shows a bit of her chest, mm. her waist, and a bit of her bum. And it'll be just two lines showing it. Right. Um, but it'll be a very dense colour. Mind you-, you, it may not turn out like I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I may not do it, but I, that's, what I'm, that's what I think I might do. Do you, do you like the people that you... Paint and draw. Do we, the people well, are drawn I do like to Serena Williams. I yeah. think she's so, she's just so powerful. I mean, I I like playing tennis. I think she's just pretty ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, but I also like Venus, and I've done paintings of Venus. Mm. Um, I've done paintings of Henman, and that's why recently I decided, well, why bother with other people? Why not put yourself in the painting? Yes, which is what I did. I did myself playing which I thought was a good move forward. That's right. Let's not be too doormatty. You know? <laughs> That's right. And we're looking at paintings now with yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, these actually have RW and U they and do. They ha- It's my initial. Um, it is the, f- the frock I bought. I bought this evening dress. Uh, <clears throat> my sister had a child, and the NHS gave a certain amount of money to pay someone to come and help. You know, when the child was born, it was to relieve hospitals and stuff. You have the child at home. And my sister said, do you want to do it? And it was the summer holidays. And I said, yes, OK. So she paid me what she would have paid, you know, an NHS helper. Mm-hmm. So I helped <clears throat> with her other children, etc. and her. And with the money, I bought this frock. And wow. it was staggering, but I never wore it. Oh, you never wore it? No. So yeah, you bought here an I, evening dress and never wore it? Wow. That's right. I spent the whole of that summer money on my... List, never wore it. And it was sort of sculptural. It was like stepping into armour. Wow. It just... Your shoulders stuck out at the top. And I had quite weedy arms. So you had... Um, <clears throat> just... And it was black. And I, I was never... You know, I was actually slightly suntanned, but <clears throat> I couldn't say I was white, but I wasn't. I was... Wasn't particularly because I used to swim a lot, um, and it was just a superb frock. It's black. And did you plan to wear it, or was it always something you just wanted to keep as? I just thought I might live in it. I thought it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed in it. It was just marvelous. It had um, a shaped skirt, rather like, rather like the medieval retort, which is what that, in fact, is also links to an alchemy book I've got. So it's sort of sixteenth century. Uh, a chemical little mixer. Do you know a glass? 
a little beaker thing. Like do you know a retort? Do you know those little... No, I don't know what it is, but this, this is the shape you're describing. The, so it's like a bottle. conical sort of... It's got a neck. It's got quite a long, a longer neck on that, really more like the, more like that one. More like mm-hmm. the dress shape, okay. But, but I put the two together because I like... I've always liked this book with bottles, alchemy bottles, um, from the 16th, 15th century. I don't know where they come from. So the, 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 the frock was a bit like a, a bottle. Right. Which doesn't sound... Doesn't sound no, it doesn't sense. sound that le- all that attractive, but in fact it, the frock was good. Yeah. So in a way, these paintings, you're actually finally getting to wear the dress through That's the right. action of I making the painting. It's surrogate. Is, I don't know what the word is. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? What does yeah. surrogate mean? Something that stands in for something. Uh, yeah, what no, is it? That is surrogate, I think. A surrogate yeah, model. Yeah. What is yeah. it? Something. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It stands in for. Yeah. Like a substitute for what? It, for the actual, ex- for the actual real experience instead you of say like a, a sausage. I do substitute. It's like, like a sausage. I like like a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> like surrogate, no sausage. Yeah. It's like a sausage that yes. you never wore. Yeah. <laughs> and it these, like, this is yourself in these paintings, and that's from memory. It is myself, but it doesn't look like me. Um, I didn't have black hair. I had sort of. Um, I used to. What did I do with it? I used to pour a bit of bleach on it sometimes. I never went to a hairdresser. I used to put bleach on it and swim a lot, and it used to go quite a light brown. Mm. So, but this this light brown um, simply came from the pencil I picked up to do the drawings. I did the drawings. It was called Lichen Green or Lichen Green or mm-hmm. Lichen. I don't know. How. Mm. No idea how you say it. All those ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> L-I-C-H-E-N anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> green, but in fact it's brown. But it's the colour of a dead oak leaf, I think, which I like very much. Um, but I mean, the frock wasn't that colour, but the drawing. And then I thought that the <clears throat> the kind of what was imposed by the drawing would be a very good way to make the painting. A very, um, it, I don't. I hate the word challenging, but it, you can't rely on <clears throat> colour to help or objects to come in, like a table or a car or a dog. So that's what I was stuck with, and it because it's very big. It's some. It's twelve foot by seventeen foot. Wow. Um, it meant that the work had to. It had to work close up and also from a distance, so it was very, uh, very drove drove me nuts. In fact, do you, do you find yourself walking really close to the, the canvas up, and then, and then stepping back? back exactly and that one over there. I found that I did the legs about <clears throat> I don't know eighteen times, twenty times. Wow. Really, very wow. small legs. Yeah, because they looked okay when you were standing close to it from a distance. They didn't have grip. So I kept trying it and trying it and trying it, and finally I did two. I stuck a spare pearl, on, a few mm, yeah. of a, a dangling pearl on yeah. as well, um, and I'll stick them on with PVA. <coughs> and you're happy with the results now of how everything's looking? Uh, well, I keep looking at it and think, am I happy? Sometimes I'm hugely happy. Mm-hmm. I think this is it. I, you know, this is. It's no good always doing the same painting. It's no good. It's boring, you know. It's, it's boring for the artists, and mm. presumably very boring for the viewer. Mm-hmm. So, um, but more so, more important, it's boring for the artist. I think to do the same. Anyway, so <clears throat> I wanted to do something new, and that's in fact what I think I've done. And so, because of that, um, I'm a bit um iffy about it. Some well, some days I love it and some days I think, well no, I should add a colour. And I think no, no, don't do that. Mm. What so, I really love about it is the, the there's a kind of face on the right hand. Would you tell me about here. the face? Because it I looks love a it. bit like a tree, don't you think? Well, well but I, I love the eye actually. Mm. And there's this real sense like you were saying the viewer. Mm. I feel like that figure there is watching you yeah. really enjoying wearing this dress and it's almost like joyous kind of spinning around you know dancing that that's the kind of energy i get from it is this really well, also his face um this face here is straight on the profile is um 
you know, I don't know what's the word for that. You're looking straight at it. Yeah, like directly that at it. That bloke, the face is tilted yeah. backwards. You're looking up it. So it's, although it looks like it's extremely casual, some of the painting, in fact, it's it's not at all. Mm. It, it answers a lot of um, art debate questions. Right. And I think... Um, I think putting his face, tipping it over, so you're looking up his nose, that's why it's so small. You know, oh, right. it's just his face is tipped and his ch cheek is slightly over the eye, but if you made the cheek too round, it looked ridiculous to, to cover the eye. And so, anyway, it was... And I think, it, if you look at it as a whole, it looks a little bit like a pin drawing of a man mm. dancing... Or a woman, you know, with arms up and um, yeah, it's almost like they're dancing together. Yeah, and there's movement. You put movement yes. in that with the lines, haven't you? That's yes, it's just like a single figure. If you don't see it as a face, or it could be a tree with a sort of leaf on the top. Mm. So it, there's an ambiguity in it. When there's no ambiguity here, no. Or that. Yeah. Or, um, that's what somebody said. They like the apparent casualness of the border. And then the certainty and very closely encompassed area and considered area of the of the figure in it. Yeah, the combination of those two yes, energies. It's full of conflicts. Really, exactly, yes. yeah. Yes. How do you feel about your work going to New York, being seen in New York? I think it's hugely exciting. I mean, <laughs> what could be nicer? You, you don't smashing, plan to go smashing to be with Zwan and great to be in New York. Yeah, how was how was how was that story with Zwan then? How did that all come about? Oh, it's just a lovely. Um, <clears throat> I was with Yari uh, from Union Gallery, Niall, Choi, and Lager. Yeah, because he's in his gallery is small in London, much much bigger in Cologne, and another gallery in Korea. So he's got. <clears throat> so he, when I joined him, um, it was after um, a send-in show at Norwich, East International, and he asked me if I'd care to show with him. And I said, yes, he had a fantastic gallery under the arches near Tate Modern, um, very, very near the Jarwood space, do you know the area? What and space? I, the Jarwood. 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 Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yes, of course, yeah. So it's very close. It's two minutes away from... It's very near Tate Modern, isn't it? Mm. And it was under the railway lines. And so there was huge arches and very high. And you could hear the trains. And it was industrial and big and thriving. And then there was that great crash, financial crash, mm. 20, 2007, something like that. 2008, I think it was, yeah, 2007. And yeah. Yari... <clears throat> pulled into his second gallery, which was a very small gallery um, in East London. And so, um, anyway, I stayed with the area and the gallery was a bit small for my work because it was it was, it was truly no bigger than this room. Mm -hmm. it's, is that my phone? Yeah. Shall I leave it? It'll go off in a minute. Yeah, if you want to leave it, it's fine. I'll leave it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll be out. <laughs> um, so, um, it was fine. And Yara was showed at Cologne and Korea and, and so on, but then decided I needed um, a bigger platform. Mm -hmm. And so Yari, um, he was, this was a totally happy situation. And, um, Suana were very agreeable to working with um, Union as I had and mm. using the same. I use a lot of framer. I use a framer, a lot of work, and it's all it's all worked out very happily because work has stayed with Yari, mm -hmm. technical work, and in fact he comes down and does uh, collects for photography, and mm. we've had a very close relationship for. Trying to think, quite a long time, about fifteen years or maybe more. I'm very hazy about dates. Um, and Yari works very well with Zwana 
And I love Swan. I, I think Rodolf is superb to work with. Yeah, he's with. a great guy. Rodolf yeah. is very good. <clears throat> um, and also he's very good to talk to painting about. He, he, he's very nice to show. Uh, he's, show he's seen these. Yeah. His paintings. <clears throat> Is it important to you to have a And good... he looks at them a long time. Yes. He doesn't just come and sort of make a snap judgment. He really looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So it's really important to you to have that, like, uh, the gallery-artist relationship for you has because to be really very, strong. Yes. And he's extremely, uh, he's very, very, you know, you look forward to a visit because he's very nice too. He brings a smashing lunch. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. Um, and... Everything is, it, it's been a very happy relationship because I haven't left. I haven't just said bye-bye union. No, you've got to continue that meaningful relationship. I think that was that didn't make me feel very good to do that. Yeah, of course. Um, and some galleries won't, they won't uh, countenance a secondary. Others will, some do and some don't. I actually, I think it's a new thing that the bigger galleries are realising it's good to keep the smaller yes. boutique galleries link yes. because often they're the people that have championed the artist and actually know the artist on a they kind do, of emotional level. They've done a level. lot of groundwork exactly. and they've got a lot of clients yeah. that can move and so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yes, it's, it's it's a good combination. Well, either, yes, it's worked. And it's happier because you don't feel that you've betrayed someone you haven't pulled out, you haven't, you know, dropped someone down the river, you haven't um so it's so happy. And also, it must be sad if you lose a champion of your work who's helped you, you know, through a period of your life. Well, that's what I mean. Someone starts off. I mean, yeah. Yari uh, saw my work in East International, invited me to show with him and, mm. and, and went on showing. Um, you know, although you don't sell much at the beginning, he stuck with it. Yeah, exactly. So I think then to say toodle pip and move on is not exactly very... No. I actually first discovered your work through Union and then yes. also the National Museum of Women's Art in um, Washington. Yes. Yes. They had that prize and they did that yes. big exhibition and that was the first time I'd seen you on that kind of larger scale somehow. But it was well, that really was great. useful because it was totally American. I think uh, I think it was international women. Yes. It was, you were the only English were, artist. I think. Well, they were all American except me, finally, yeah. the shortlist. Um, and then they purchased one, and, and yes, I got the prize, and that was very, very useful because that <coughs> allowed Jermaine Greer to come down. Jermaine Greer? It didn't allow her to come down <laughs> because because it was Great Britain yeah, and the only English person in an American show, um, well, an international show, so she, that was something that, that she could... Um, <clears throat> respond to that and she did come down and that was very helpful great so that was good are you in the studio every day um some days are uh, not but usually art connected every day like looking up an artist you know on the computer or um checking out on someone's work i'm not sure of and that i'd like to see again or, but <clears throat> um i often draw most days, but not. There's no, there's no rule. If I see something like um, a Puerto Rican wall, I think I'm going to draw that. Then I do. Um, but when I'm painting, I paint all the time up here, and I go. I'm here all day, often until late into the night. And do you, what, what is your feeding and drinking system when you're working very, solid like that? Very erratic. Really. Yes. And I do work sometimes until 3 or 3.30 in the night. Wow. So it's quite late, but then I get up late. But you do actually live in this house, don't you, as well? Yes. Well, that's what's so it's a home good. studio in, in the well, truest sense. You, see, you can come upstairs at 11 o'clock yeah. and watch the news or something, and then you can come upstairs. And then you can look at something and think, I've got to change it. And then you can change it, and you can go on until 2.30, If you rented a studio somewhere where you wouldn't do that, mm. you you know, before I go to bed, I often just come in here, which is fatal because then you start to work. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And then you're then up you all can, night. <laughs> and you don't have to. Also, you don't feel responsibility for the room because you don't have to work in it, which means you do because you don't have to. Because mm. uh, I don't like imposed rules, and I don't like feeling that I have rented a studio, so I have to use it. I, it. I don't like that. Then it would make me feel right. kind of guilty about not. 
being there. Yes, I wouldn't like any of that business. This is free and easy here. Yeah, totally. You can just, you can do a bit and then go and cook something or do a lot and not cook anything. And the work is always inspired by popular culture. But when you say you sit down and draw, do you ever just let whatever's coming out, like an inner monologue, come out on the paper? Or do do you always have a... It's wherever I've seen it or... Something it can be something in the high, you know, in the high street. You can see um, a fantastic outfit on someone. You know, um, often African. I think the way of swathing and wrapping and putting on, rather than pre-cut and pre-made, um, I think is. It wouldn't matter. You could see someone or someone's shoes or someone's face. Mm-hmm. Someone's face sticking out. In the train, you know, you can see a face just sticking out beyond the seat. Mm-hmm. There's a little gap between the seats, and you can see a part of a face. And well, like these profiles in his paintings. Or, yes, all of that is, yeah. is, is is all part of the whole thing. And anything off the floor, anything on the uh, on a film, um, anything doesn't 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 matter where the image comes from. I don't think. And do you take photographs of those, or are they? Is you kind of put it in no, your memory? I remember them and draw them. Right. That's why they transform, so they're not literal. Memory does away with literality, because if, if you're looking at something, you you can give too much information or you can be too concerned about the reality of it. Whereas if you've if you memorised it, you remember significant, to me, things about yeah. that person. So you're kind of... um. Sifting and sorting. I know that's somebody's title of somebody's book. Yeah. Um, but you do. You, you you don't just confront something and put it down. You It's gone through a process of transformation. Yeah. Wow. But also it has to be... It has to work w- with the memory of that person. You can't then just, you know... I, for I tend, if someone's got dark hair, to make them have dark hair rather than put yellow hair on them. Having said that, I've just done Snow White with yellow hair, so... Oh, I, right. Doesn't matter. I don't, I don't stick with it. <clears throat> what rules do you set for yourself, though, when you make work? Have you given yourself... I don't know what the rules are. It's just going to look OK as far as I can... Um, in the way that I think it looks okay or have quality in the way I think it has quality. And then if it's... Because it can look like just com- uh, complete shit. I can't tell you how bad painting can look mm-hmm. when you start. It mm-hmm. can look... Um, just... It, no, either there's no point or it's just bad or it's too flash in the wrong way. I don't mind flash. It's flash in the wrong way. It's... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind kitsch, it's kitsch in the wrong way, then you've got to get rid of it. And those are the rules. It, whether it's the right way or the wrong way is the rule. And I heard that you, you don't necessarily like making decisions, but no, the I act of it. painting, you have to make decisions all the time. Okay. I hate and that's like a constant battle, in a way, with the painting. Never stops. I don't know why. I, I do not know why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it is all that. about decision. You know, how are you going to... Well, it's going to be sloppy or sloshy or tight or, um, you know, I don't know, check or it's going to be naff or it's going to be semi-naff, half-naff. But what you deem as, what you perceive as a mistake, you celebrate in your work. You allow us as the audience to see your mistakes and your process. Yes, I do. you build up sections. Yeah, yeah it's totally revealed, like there, over there with well, the I legs. Think, I think, should I do that with clothes too? If I mend something, I let the men show. I, like I don't that. mind if it cockles up a bit and the stitches show, because I think the stitches... Um, the fact that you have decided to mend something means something to me. means you aren't wasting it. You're not going to throw it away. You're not going to... You respect it. I like a I like a bit of respect. I do too. I like I like, I like it when you respect, stitch something up so or you have a different button or something. Yeah, a yeah. different button, a huge the wrong button, too big. But it's gotta be okay the button. Yeah. Yes. That's the other thing. It can be the wrong one, but it should be as far as I'm concerned, it should be an okay button. 
I saw a guy the other day with mismatching shoes yeah. and it was the best look I'd ever seen. Yeah. And it shouldn't work at all, but it, he just looked so brilliant. Yeah. It was like one of the best know, things I I'd, I could do I'd seen. No, but I don't, I don't think I could. <laughs> it's not, something it's really funny. Not, Some people can just pull these things off. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. When I went, I remember going to the Royal College to do something. I think it was a print or something. Right. I think it was East. I had commissioned. I had, I had to do print, and I did it with the Royal College. <clears throat> and you know it's a quite an advanced, stylish place, the Royal College. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it caused a huge lot of interest and I could see people's eyes dropping because I had different coloured shoelaces, not different shoes like you've just said, but mm. white on one and pink on the other. Oh, the shoelaces? Yes. Oh. These Tra- were in your trainers. studio sneakers, I think we talked about trainers, before. Trainers, yeah. Like <laughs> I had one pink and one, one was pink and one was white and it did cause, I think, I don't know, I think people just didn't expect it. Don't know why. The other thing that was interesting the other day, I put um, just a dot on each fingernail of red. Mm. That was very good. (laughs) (laughs) Minimal. um, I was talking to someone quite well known, and he said to me, show me your hand, and I showed him my hand. What for? I said, I was suspicious, definitely, immediately suspicious. (laughs) Going to read your palm or something. I thought, you know, what? He said, no, the other one. So I showed, and what had interested him was that was a dot on each fingernail, red, mm. dark, dark sort of blacky red. Because um, generally women have... Full now. Full, yes. Yeah, like very carefully painted as That's well. That's right. And I had a, and if there's a no mistakes allowed kind of thing. That's which cool. had come about through <clears throat> leaving it on um, and that it had worn off all round and I'd thought it was quite good. Mm. But, but uh, You're going to start a new trend, Rose. But, but you are incredibly stylish. Yeah, you are. You always have been. You're, you're well, very striking in your style. It's unique to you, as is your work is so unique to you. I don't know. I always, um, I used to buy clothes and immediately cut them up mm. to customize them for yourself, or yes, make them more interesting. <laughs> make them more interesting, as far as I was concerned, yeah. fit better or have some more. Yes, I've done that. Is that something you did from a young age? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Is that something that you've done from a young age? Oh, uh, no, since about 17, probably, or 16. Okay. Wow. Who do you look at in your um, in your peer group as artists that you are inspired by or who's been before that you've inspired by or who's coming up, who emerging-wise? Well, there are people like, for instance, Tar Handley. I remember going to a show he had in <clears throat> the Victoria Mirror and he had great lumps of cardboard stuck on a painting. Mm. And they I love Talar. They were sticky. Well, I'm, very, I'm a big fan of Talar. Yeah, me too. And he's got a terrific touch. He had these great lumps of cardboard sticking off a painting. <clears throat> but they were torn. And I thought, well, that's pretty good because I do that. Mm. And I, um, there was a sympathy at once. I always, it was just a long time ago. I don't know how long ago Talar first showed at Victoria Mirror. Oh, it was his like first show at Victoria Mirror. or something? Or longer, maybe. Um, and I had a great sympathy with him. And also with Jonathan Mees at one point when he, he had a show in... Um, <clears throat> Stuart Shaves, was it modern art? Stuart Show. Yeah. And he put up um, a whole stack of paperwork on the window with cello tape, magic tape. 
The thing is, I've always done that, but I've never... When you try to put that up as a gallery, they, you know, they went, you've got to have a platform to do it. Talar had a platform. If you haven't got a platform, you might as well just, you know, go and sing for it. I did it, but it was never acceptable. Right. They did it, and it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. So what do you think you've got to do here? You've got to get a platform. No change in what you do, but right. you've got to get a platform. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So what did that what did that do then? Where did you go after you saw that show and you realised that that was... Oh, I, mean, I just saw it with a lot of hundred other shows and then I just went about my business as usual, getting nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some time. And then with the, as we've said, with East and with... I used to get into East quite often. I was in East several times. Mm. Um, and I used to get into the Joelwood. I got into open things, like open but not hall. closed things. I don't know what... But I think that's significantly interesting in itself. Yeah. Because often it's more difficult to get into open things than it is to, you know, be with your gallery. Yeah, it's true, because they have committees of different opinions. It's an opposite sort of thing. So, Jarwood and uh, East and the the Liverpool one, John Moores, I used to, I would, and the Royal Academy, I got into those. You won the John Moores Prize, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Well, that was very good. It was very nice because it's a good. They have a, a great collection. Uh huh. So that was. Oh, um, so if you win the prize, then they acquire it. I think it, I'm not sure it's automatic. Yes, I think so. Right. Uh, I th- it may be automatic. Right, right, right. Uh yes. Anyway, anyway, that happens. Yes. So you're in the sh- you're there with 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 Peter Doig and Hockney and. You know, it's nice. Yeah, totally. Wow. I actually, actually see Hamilton. a lot of Hockney influences in your work at various points as well. Is yeah, he, it's true. Yeah, is he a big person for you to look to? Or um, I think he's said some good things. I very, <laughs> I do. He has. I, I really think he has said some very interesting things about painting. Um, and I think his early. A lot of us think this. His early work was. Very exciting, mm. and his backdrops of theatre, very exciting. Yep. And then somehow some of the other stuff, but then he's mixed. And I guess I have a place for Hockney. Mm-hmm. I think his drawings a bit like Ang, you know. The, he's. Um, I have a place for Hockney. I love all his early drawings and the prints he made. Like his early printmaking was just incredible. My current love is somebody called, and I'm not going to think of, be able to think of her name, Cervantes. Um, a leader, Cervantes, do you know such a person? I think she's Mexican. I don't know she. South American. Okay. Anyway. And she's, What's think, her work like? Lovely. Is it? And what, is she a painter as well? She's a painter. Um, yes, it's very sort of primitive and... Um, but it's not mannered or... I just think it's great. But then I like a lot of um, um, American, black American painting. I like folk art. I like and... Faith Ringgold. Oh, yes, great. Do you know her? Yes. Yeah, she's great. And um, Sam Doyle. And <clears throat> so this isn't gender-based. Mm. I like their, you know, just what, they, what the work looks like. Yeah, I think I, I read and some... Kerry of, James Marshall is Kerry great. James oh, Kerry James Marshall. Another Werner artist. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's incredible. Yeah. Yes, he, I've always been... A, he moved the dial, didn't he? He changed... Did I go with you to that show in New York? <clears throat> was I with you? you at the Met? I think, yeah, the Met. Yeah, yeah, and it was just an incredible Met. show. It's one of the best shows I saw, like, in decades. I mean, Which one was that? I've been one? into art. The Kerry James Marshall. It was like a huge solo show of his. It's called Mas- Mastery, M-A-S-T. Do you know, the one, the first one I saw was at Camden Art Centre. Ah, yeah. And that was terrific. That's where I first... I just thought, it's, you know, the man is great. Totally. It's traditional. It's, you know, it's not modern art, It's but it's wonderful. Mm. It's not academic. It's not... It looks real. It's, it's tremendously good. I just thought it was absolutely great. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Last time I came here, I came here with Catherine Bernhardt, who's a New York-based artist, and she's a big admirer of yours. And... Um, that was such a great experience to visit with her and kind of see your studio through her eyes almost because I felt like the joy and excitement she had being here um, 
it was just such a nice experience. And even her son was here with us and it was just a very so fun. You were in a group show. She came, she came, she's great. She's done some good things, I think. Yeah, like, totally. she's, They're very alive and they're very, um, yeah. and they're connected to Cuban and Mexican, which is something, of course, which I like. Yeah. I like emerging <coughs> cultures. Yeah. Rather, you know, rather than the sort of um, European, um, oh, so subtled, um, I mean, there's loads of stuff in European, which is good, but I also very much like Cuban and Mexican and Puerto Rican. I mean, I just love the look of it. I just absolute sucker for it. Yeah. Um, and she, her son was terrific. Hilarious. I don't Khalifa. know, I can't remember his name. He, Khalifa. He looked, <laughs> he opened, the door was open, it was summer. He looked at the garden, he just put his hands to his head and he said, oh my God, in... <laughs> So I said, what do you mean? What's wrong with it? What are we, why, oh, my God? I mean, I, I think he didn't think it was a garden. I'm not sure <laughs> what he thought it was. But anyway. but you, you've lived in this house for 40 years, haven't you, or more? Yes, so 50. The, 50 yeah. years, 50, okay. And the the garden is quite remarkable. It's got a real magic to it and kind of... Um... <laughs> well, the garden, I don't, I don't do anything to it much. Yeah. I do walk. I walk up it to hang clothes on the line. Yeah. I like dry. I like stuff drying outside. I like wind. I like the smell of stuff that's dried rather than d- dangling it over a radiator or putting it in a yeah. There's nothing dry. There, yeah. It's so I do walk up the garden, and so there are paths. <clears throat> but the when when we bought the house, there was something called a lower lawn, laid to lawns. It was called, which I thought was a rather s- smart thing. And they had a sort of little, it's a very small garden, small lower lawn and then an upper lawn. But now, because I never cut it, and I haven't cut it for years, I don't know how many years, but it hasn't been cut for years, which is a better, more accurate way of saying saying it. You get the drift. It's not that I haven't cut it. Nobody's cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no head gardener who... <laughs> is cutting it right? Yeah, it it has. You've not, left it to nature. It's I've, yes, that's right. Because I like nature. I like. I don't like control. No, and nature appears in your work a lot. Yes, but I like control where I want it. But I don't like too much control. You know, I don't. I don't like unnecessary. I think that's got it. I don't like unnecessary control. Right, right. Um, or imposed controls. I like you to find your own control wow. and to know it with conviction what what control you're going to work with. Um, and the garden, the rose, it had, as well as being laid to lawns, it also had rose gardens and asparagus. And the roses have since gone completely wild. And they've gone up and climbed up and they lie on the top of Hawthorn trees, so they've gone, they lie on the top of hawthorn trees, so you actually can't see them because they're very. But there hard. are roses. They're, up they're very there. tall. They are roses. up there, but they're wild wow, roses. That's great. They're no longer what people would call roses. Right. They are, and they were cultivated roses. They have gone wild. And has the asparagus gone wild, or is that. The asparagus is long gone. <laughs> <laughs> long, long, long gone. Long gone. Although the, the pathway in your garden hasn't actually appeared in your paintings. Yes, there's a yes, but that's a bit. Yes, a bit. Oh, there's a, a Werner Herzog painting I did with them. I used the brick path mm. in it, yes. And also the brick path outside in, in the room. Product. Yes, I have used it. And, several, and trees I've used. And bark of trees. And um, mm. flowers, you know, like. Um, no, I can't help thinking that we're sat in, like, a nest here. I feel so cosy and, like, so safe nice. somehow. So but I, was, I saw over there, there's a postcard of one of your paintings, which is of an uh, aeroplane. And the theme, you know, linking to nests of flight and um, birds or that that kind of element in your work, I've always really related to and I really love. And I know I some of it's it. wartime, but there's also other references. Yeah, I mean, planes fly and bats. Uh, I think dragonflies are Dragonfly. good. I love bats are terrific. I love my cat used to catch bats. You've got a bat on the you front door. Here. I have got oh, yeah, a, bat a bat on, on the, the door. door. Yeah. And the cat there. caught bats sometimes and left it lying on there. Wow. Um, but I like, <clears throat> I think, also I think butterflies are pretty unique. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think, I mean, they appear in Walt Disney, they appear in children's books. You don't sort of see them much afterwards, do you? In later life, they don't feature much, do they? Mm. I don't think, Butterfly. But they are pretty funny. They, I mean, they fly in a very interesting way. Yeah. Um, That's true, actually. They're only alive for 24 hours, aren't they? Yeah, but when you're a kid, it's true, you get really taught about butterflies somehow. Like, I remember it being part of my education or something, and well, then you don't really think about them as an adult, unless you're a butterfly collector. They have a nice context, don't they? I mean, if you think about what they do, they're out there. And they sit on leaves and flowers, and I mean they're not like blue bottles and flies. They don't sit on dead meat, and they have. There's something nice about them. Yeah, and they came that's from true. Caterpillars, maybe it's metaphorical that. Yeah, they start from caterpillars, don't, don't they? Yeah, they, they come do, from. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about frogs in Kent? Do you know that people volunteer uh, in Kent to help frogs across the road? Oh, I love that. Did you know? I didn't know I that. Would do that. My mum loves frogs. She'd volunteer I, to do that. Apparently, at this time of year, they leave their, where they've been hibernating, yeah. wherever it is, and they move to spawn in, in water in a pond. And so they cross roads, and so they get squashed and killed. They get killed in, you know... Big numbers. Hundreds, yes. And they're becoming um, extinct. extinct. yeah. So... Apparently people are volunteering to see the toads and frogs across the road, like lollipop ladies. I, I, I absolutely we, love that. We, Do I, you like come yeah. down to I'm, get I'm for a good story? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come and help the frogs. I, I, I grew up opposite a little pond mm. in, in Berkshire, and we used to see all the frogs born when I was a kid. Yeah. And then when they all start um, they you know, get legs. coming alive, they and get born, legs, and then finally the tails fall off. There's nothing more magical. And when you see all the tiny little babies... Oh my God, it's so cute. They are cute. Oh, I love it. So we ask everyone um, who comes on Talk Art, what is your touchstone artwork? If you could do an art heist and you could steal an artwork from anywhere in the world legally, get away with it, no one will know, what would that be? Well, I've always said it would be a certain early season. I've had this conversation over dinner with at a party and I said I would keep or I would like this early this I do mean early I don't mean a late more intellectual Suzanne I mean um like the picnic or the murder but it isn't the murder that's a bit dark the picnic um there's some very very early ones which are very rarely reproduced which are um I think they're very kind of a bit untaught looking Uh they're not clever um and I said that I would like that painting and and the, the men at the table when we were talking about it they said oh well that's fine yes we could have it then we could sell it and I said excuse me what do you mean what do you mean sell it because uh something I would hang in the house I'd yeah. stick it on the wall downstairs <laughs> and they said well no we don't I mean you don't want to have a Suzanne here said, what do you mean here um well so they were busy Selling my Suzanne. This was all <laughs> imagined. Party. It wasn't. Yes, it was all imagined. I, yeah. didn't, I haven't got a Suzanne. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetical Suzanne. It, it was uh, hypothetically was selling your stolen Suzanne. Uh, so I'd have to stick with um, a very early Suzanne. This is what I think I'd. That's great. I'd quite. It's around about the temptation of St. Anthony sort of time. They were passionate and they were a bit um, primitive looking. What year would that be that would have been painted? Well, let me see. <clears throat> when did he die? 1907, I think he died. Hmm. So it would be, when was he born? 39, I suppose, about 50. 1850. 40, 50. About 1850-something. Right. Wow. Yes, I think. I don't know, but my maths aren't too hot. My maths are terrible. But around, let's say, 1860, 50, 60. Wow. Look in my book and there's one, but it's not quite the right one, no, but right, there right. is one. The book that's out at the moment, the Clary Wallace, who's uh, head curator. curator. Yes, because that's right, because they said, you know, pick something that you like, and I picked. I said, um, you know, one of these four, and they have picked one of the four, but the first priority one was difficult to find, so it's not there, but it's the same, roughly the right date. But it appears in your recently published book, and what's that called? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Rose Wiley. (laughs) <laughs> Rose Wiley, the book. I don't know what it, it wasn't related to the I don't, this, It hasn't got no. a title, I don't that was I think No, it's a separate book that Clary was working on. Yeah, yes, Clary's amazing. Think, um, uh, um, yeah, how was the Serpentine? I mean, what was that experience like? That was tremendously good. 
It's um, such a great show. Because that was new works and older works, wasn't it? It was mixed. Yeah. Um, and I've always liked the the park because I lived there, well near it, Bayswater. Um, <clears throat> when I was five, not for long. Um, and Melissa was great to work with. Mm. Hans Ulrich is marvellous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just something else, and he's wonderful. Um, and it was very nice to associate. I mean, Hans Ulrich came down with, with his... His exhibition director was... I've forgotten his name. Was it Jochen? Jochen? Mm-hmm. Who went to Brazil um, before Lizzie went to... Lizzie took his job, and they came down and... Um, uh, what is her name? Because I always forget her name. Give me help. The the head of a certain time before Yana. What's her name? Julia. Julia Payton. Julia Payton Jones. She came down. That was it was always the whole thing because they're such a powerhouse, mm. and they're also glamorous. You know, mm. such mm. a. Well, I've met you at the party. That's when I last saw. That's you. right. The oh yeah, we saw party. you. That's when I last that's saw right. you at the that party. That was so fun, yeah. and you were with your daughter. Well, that's right. That was a really fun evening. That's right. She was. Yeah. She, we were all knocked out by a response to her when she said hello. Oh, really? Can you remember? Yes, we thought tremendously good. Um, she was in the drawing of yours and was with Stuart Lee. Um, yes, Stuart Lee was done. But you did a drawing of Stuart Lee and I then did do drawing a drawing of your daughter watching Stuart Lee. That's right. Something about, you're right, and then a Korean lady laughing and saying who wouldn't yes I'm a big fan of Stuart Lee yeah, yeah. Um, yes that's right I loved the title of your show at Serpentine Quack Quack because it just brought back so many childhood memories of feeding the ducks in Berkshire for me and I guess if you were five years old living near there maybe that's also some kind of early association well, because one of the th- things is that um, because it was 1940 yeah. and there were a lot of sh- German aeroplanes in the sky and a lot of English anti-aircraft guns were firing at them. You could hear the noise going on all the time. And it was they were called it was called Akak. Oh that's right. So Akak and Quack Quack. Yeah. And Dada. I mean I I like Dada because I like irreverence. Um uh, so the whole thing came together because it was playful, easy to remember. Yeah. It's not sort of clever. It's not quoting from Milton or Yeah. Chaucer or uh, Plato, or, you know, which I always find rather tedious. It's accessible. It was most accessible. Yeah. And I found when I talked to taxi men going there, and they said, "Oh well, you know, where are you going?" And I said, "And oh, you know, I said I got to show that." <clears throat> They'd say, "I told them what it was called." They would start to laugh, and they would start to say it, and they would be driving through London quack, saying "quack,", quack which was. I thought worth it. Yeah, I'd had one. I had a show in uh, Norway where Monk was born. It's near, it's very near Oslo. Um, about two years before that, I called it Woof Woof, and that was. That had no relevance. Quack Quack did have relevance. Mm. But it seemed. I thought at first that Serpentine may not find it an appropriate title. Is it something you have to say, isn't it? If if it's the title, it comes up. Yeah, you have to say it all the you time. You have to print You're it. You're working you, there. You have yeah. to say it. <laughs> Some people might find it's a bit of a silly thing to say. Right. So, but I thought that was all fine. Something I heard you say was that you really, um, there's this idea that you might see a, um, uh, not a pheasant, sorry, what's the word? Partridge? Um, uh, no, like a, with the big tail. Peacock. Peacock. Um, that you might see a peacock and you, you're sort of, most people would be like, oh, that's very elegant and beautiful. But for you, what you loved were ducks. And I loved that. I was like, wicked. I love ducks. I like them much more than peacocks exactly. any old day. Yeah. Much better shape, better walk. They fly better. <laughs> the they what? sound better. They, they look sound better. better. I agree. Better. They probably they do eat them. Better. They probably taste better. I have no idea. That's probably not the right thing to bring in with everything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> like, like these lovely ducks. It's only talk about eating. <laughs> but um, I do think everything about ducks is is good. And I think Jeremy Prince said something about ducks. He said they go down in well in China. This show will go down well in China because they love ducks. Mm. Something he said, which was terribly clever, but unfortunately I've forgotten it. <laughs> you know, everything, everything, they use 
I think they eat everything except the quack quack or something, and you called your show quack quack. It was oh, a very good right. extension of what in China might be uh, connected to the duck. Got it. In Amazing. the terms of the table, but except the, the noise, and I'd use the noise. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm looking at the window um, with beautiful afternoon spring daylight coming through, and there's paint all over the uh, the glass. Is that you, do you use that as a palette, or is it? No, I don't. I, what I do is I have I make drawings. I've mentioned I put them in plastic bags so that they don't get uh, completely obscured with paint, and then as you work, the plastic bag gets so painted. I mean, as I work. Yeah, you have to wipe it off with oh. kitchen paper, and you can't wipe it in midair because it doesn't work, and there's no surface. So I lean the bag on the window and wipe it with the kitchen paper, which is just kitchen paper, which is just below. Amazing. And so that's wipe off. I see, and but also it becomes a stained glass. Yeah, it does, doesn't which it? Is quite funny. Yeah, and what it's stained leading me glass. to is <laughs> literally stained glass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but what it's leading me to is one of the questions we have to ask every time to every guest is, "What is your favourite colour?" Colour, favourite yeah, colour, favourite colour. I don't know because um, well, it certainly wouldn't be that because that's no colour. <laughs> that's like a combination of a like colour. hundreds of colours. It's lost its colours. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I just like them all. Um, <clears throat> I used to find yellow and black difficult, but I don't anymore. I found orange and black difficult, which is peculiar, which is I've got Rob on. loves orange. Yeah, you I, like orange. The minute I, I, like, you like I love orange. it. The minute I, I saw like you, pink. I was like, I she's like wearing pink. an orange cardigan. I like France West colours, for instance. I like yes. pink. I love pale pink, pale light, pale... I love green, but I like black very much, too. Um, so I don't know. I haven't got one, really. Great. Good you do like You do like colour. I do like colour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I was really struck by the new work here. The kind of idea of sepia, or sepia, yeah, yeah it's, it, it does it's feel no very colour. different. And I haven't seen that before in your work. And yeah. like you said, you wanted to make a new painting. Yeah. I also really love the RW there because it's almost like some ancient language. It's yes. almost like it isn't an RW. There's some kind of like hieroglyphics or something. It, they, it is. It's like the hieroglyphics. They're primitive. Uh, they're ancient. They're like prehistoric. Yeah. And also like branding. Someone said that. It reminded them of the branding and stencil, right? And all of that, and also that the RW is leaning over; it's not upright, rather like the face. Yeah, that one's upright, but that one is. I love that one. Me yeah. too. Leaning away. Yeah. Love them so much. Well, Rose Wiley, thank you so thank much. Thank you. What a well, for coming privilege on and It's been amazing. one of the best we've ever done. Not a bit. <laughs> no, I love talking to you so much, and I'm so grateful that you invited us to your home because yeah. this is such a magical place. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, he was coming on. Oh, absolutely, it's right. about pressuring you to answer questions. We're so, just actually, I have one chat. more question before we go. Um, so you're mentioning hanging the Cezanne in your house here, somewhere downstairs. And I remember when we visited the first time, you showed us you have lots of frames up of different pictures. So do you actually collect, or are they artist swaps, or how, how do you, or are they your own works, the ones that are up on the walls downstairs? Stuck on the wall, do you mean? Do yeah, you, I think you had some downstairs. I've got a lot, other artists, the, the ones that have been given. Yeah, they've been given to you. Okay, yes. So they're gifts, given. yeah, from other Give artists. Give no exchange. So nice. Do you like an art swap? Uh well, I do. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's certain people I'd love to have an art swap with. I'm currently showing work with Neil Rock. Do you know that? Oh, wow. I've been asked, he invited me to show, which I think is a huge uh, treat for me. Yeah. Because as well as liking certain other artists, I, I found him very exciting when his first book came out. And um, he's asked me to put work into show with him in... Leipzig, which I think is hugely fun. I like that. Oh, congrats. I have great. got some, I've got something of his down there. Really? An etching. Wow. Not, yes, not a, but I have got a drawing by Peter Blake. Oh. I like Peter, he's a nice man. So, yes, he's, he, he has he swapped, that was a swap. Great. Well, thank you so, 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 so much. Thanks, Rose. Maybe we can go out into the garden now after mm, the interview. Get in the garden. Yeah. Exciting times. Rocky might need a wee downstairs. Yeah, we're going to go and get Rocky, and also you can let your wonderful cat out, maybe. Um, Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I can let my cat out. I think he's gone to sleep. Oh, Oh. I could hear him meowing a bit. Can you hear him well? Yeah, bless him. I think he could hear you talking, and he was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Let me join in. Um, 
Everyone listening, you can visit at Talk Art on Instagram and see images of Rose's work and artworks we've discussed in this episode. Thank you so much, Rose Thank Wiley. You, Rose. You're one of our art heroes and it's been such a pleasure to spend time with you. Thank you. Oh, uh, complete pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> see you very see soon, you everyone. Guys. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at TalkArt, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to TalkArt on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.